you may have realized that being healthy feels different than it did in the past now that you're over 50. If you want to maximize your health potential but don't have time to read through overwhelming pages of Google links, this is the show for you. Welcome to Healthy Tips After 50. We love doing the research, finding solutions, talking to health experts, and learning what works and what doesn't. Now, your host. She spent the last 25 years dedicated to feeling her best and is here to share her best findings with you, Susan Rosen. Hello, everyone. This is your host, Susan Rosen. And today I am here to talk to you about fighting inflammation. I've talked a few times before about the Mediterranean diet, a successful and easy to follow anti-inflammatory diet. Today, I'm going to talk about inflammation and some of the foods that are very inflammatory, in essence, create inflammation, and those that are very anti-inflammatory, in essence, fight inflation. But first, I'm going to confuse the matter even more and explain how inflammation is also a part of our body's defense system. Inflammation is that redness and warmth that your body creates when you sprain your wrist or skin your knee or run a 101 degree fever. Our body goes after it, surrounds it, and works on healing it. There is also inflammation that is caused, as one article I read described it, when the body misfires and turns against itself, creating an autoimmune response that results in disease. The inflammation we're going to be addressing in today's podcast is low-grade chronic inflammation that contributes to killers like cancer, type 2 diabetes, and cardiovascular disease. These are silent killers and account for around two-thirds of all the deaths in the United States. We can't see it working like healing a cut or mending a bone, but we can try to prevent it from happening through a combination of diet, exercise, stress reduction, weight control, and stopping or never starting smoking. Let's start by talking about some of the pro-inflammatory foods. These are linked to chronic inflammation and cause some of the major diseases and disorders we just talked about. And things like arthritis, depression, diabetes, Alzheimer's, heart disease, obesity, and cancer. Examples of pro-inflammatory foods that you will no doubt recognize are fried foods, for example, French fries, or anything that is deep fried like fish. Beverages with sugar and or artificial sweeteners, margarine, shortening and or lard, red meat and processed meat, white bread and white flour pastries. I'm sure you can easily think of some anti-inflammatory foods. These are the good ones. We can start with olive oil that's full of good polyphenols. Then we have nuts like almonds and walnuts, fatty fish like salmon, mackerel, tuna, and sardines green leafy vegetables like collards, kale, and spinach, tomatoes and red onions, and most anything that's naturally red or orange. And let's not forget all those yummy fruits like oranges, cherries, blueberries, strawberries, and raspberries. When you're trying to decide what to buy in the grocery store, or when you're out in a restaurant, look for food in its most basic forms, light to no processing, 
and little to no salt. To continue on about anti-inflammatory foods, this next group can help you to protect your brain. Pineapples, because they are the only food that contains the enzyme bromelain, Bromelain keeps the blood platelets from forming clots, and clots can break off from the artery walls and interrupt the blood flow to the brain, better known as a stroke. Pineapples also have folate, which helps, helps us to focus and be more alert. Purple potatoes get their color from anthocyanins, which is a plant pigment and is thought to improve memory and muddled thinking. They also have high levels of folate, which helps to lower levels of homocysteine, an amino acid that is known to damage brain cells. I think I'll have to start cooking purple potatoes more often after this, because I do like those little potatoes. Here's one I didn't realize, and that's celery. Turns out that it is full of a plant compound called luteolin. Luteolin, which is also found in carrots, parsley, parsnips, and green peppers, calms a type of immune cell in the brain and spinal cord that helps to keep the brain in good working order. Luteolin has also been linked to lower rates of age-related memory loss in mice, and it's now being studied to see if it also does that in humans. Very interesting. Raisins are high in boron, which is a brain-boosting mineral. Boron improves mental alertness and short-term memory, as well as eye-hand coordination and dexterity. Sounds like I need to get me some more boron, I think, especially for that coordination part. If you're looking for other foods with boron, you can find it in chickpeas, also known as garbanzo beans, almonds, walnuts, and avocados. Here are some other minerals that are good for your brain and the foods where you can find them. Potassium, helps brain cells communicate with each other and are found in bananas, mangoes, pears, and cantaloupes. Fisetin, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly, but that's how it goes, protects the brain's nerve cells in mouse studies and is found in strawberries, apples, grapes, and onions. Pumpkin seeds are high in zinc, magnesium, and tryptophan. Zinc is important for memory and thinking and can also be found in oysters, poultry, cheese, and peanuts. Magnesium fights inflammation and is a part of the creation of new brain cells, which of course we all need, and are also found in spinach, sesame seeds, cashews, and navy beans. Tryptophan is an amino acid that our bodies convert to serotonin, which makes us all be in a better mood. Asparagus, yogurt, salmon, and cashews all contain tryptophan. We are all looking to find food that will help fight inflammation because chronic inflammation has been found to be a cause or consequence of multiple diseases. Some examples are Alzheimer's and Parkinson's disease, thyroiditis, asthma, lung cancer, chronic hepatitis, kidney disease and kidney failure, hardening of the arteries, heart disease, type 1 diabetes, inflammatory bowel disease, ulcerative colitis, Crohn's disease, and rheumatoid arthritis. God, I have a lot of lists of things in here, don't I? So that should be more than enough information to keep your grocery list full of healthy and good tasting food, which will also keep your brain and your body healthy and all of you in tip-top shape. A few other things 
to think about that can affect your health, especially as we get older, are weight gain and obesity, not getting enough sleep, smoking, which we mentioned before, not enough exercise, drinking too much alcohol, and being chronically stressed. Any or all of these can create disease which can impact your health and your life. Chronic stress in particular is hard to let go of, especially in our current times. If you are feeling stressed and would like to talk about your health or other issues in your life, please reach out to me and let's have a conversation. You can easily contact me at susan at healthytipsafter50.com and put conversation in the subject and we can set up some time to talk soon. So as I always finish up with this, I want to say that I am not a doctor. This is not to be seen as medical advice. And if you are having any sort of a medical issue, please go see your own doctor or go to the emergency room if that's what's necessary. Other than that, I will be here talking to all of you again with an interview next week. This has been Healthy Tips After 50 with Susan Rosen. To stay on the cutting edge of the most effective health strategies, subscribe to this podcast and let us know what you thought of the show with a comment or like on iTunes. Visit healthytipsafter50.com for this episode's show notes, more resources, and free offers.